0: Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Today, I'm here with Lynn. I'm very excited about this interview. Lynn is from Duckwater, Nevada, and she is a teacher- in a modern-day one-room schoolhouse with students who are aged pre-K through 8th grade. So, welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Jen. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you. Could you tell us a little bit about how you found intermittent fasting? What brought you to intermittent fasting?
1: A friend of mine, she is my teaching assistant, and she said to me one day, Hey, I've been reading about intermittent fasting, and I want to tell you about it. And she's a very close friend of mine. We work together, but she's also a very close friend of mine. And we've worked together for a very long time, 17, 18 years. And so we are really comfortable with each other. And I was kind of like fasting, fasting, (laughs) you're going to starve yourself now. And she's like, now, just wait a minute and just listen to me. And so I did. And I said, oh, what the heck? I'll try it. And, you know, I wasn't any more convinced that I would have any more success with this than any of the other crazy things that I've done to lose weight, having been obese most of my 52 years of life. And so we went ahead and started. And I mean, we jumped right in and did 24 right away. And It really wasn't, she explained to me, you know, this isn't really that much different from what you usually do. You just need to sort of make a couple of changes and, you know, explain to me that during the fasting time that, you know, coffee with the good stuff in it and diet Pepsi were probably not going to be okay. And so, but I had done, you know, I feel like that during the times of my life, when I was somewhat successful with keeping weight off, I kind of did intermittent fasting, which would have been like in high school. I just didn't know that's what it was called. But that's how I found out about it and she'd heard about your book and we ordered it and uh I mean we started IFing before we ever got the book and then as soon as it came started reading and it just we were both really sold on it.
0: That's so cool. So she had not started doing it yet either? Is that is that true? Y'all yeah. just started at the same time? Yep. We did it together. Wow. Well, that's a great story. So how did she hear about intermittent fasting?
1: You know, I don't, I'm not sure that I really know. I'll have to ask her and see okay. what she
0: does. Well, has she had the same success that you've had with it? You know, she's she's a small person.
1: And I remember always thinking of her as, she's like 5'1". And I think she said her highest weight may have been 135 or 139. And so she didn't really feel like she had a lot of weight to lose. But yes, she's been incredibly successful. And she's been on maintenance for more than a year and I think she weighs about 105 pounds. So wow, she's very, very small.
0: Yes. So she's a success story too. She is. Absolutely. So I know all about your story and which is why I'm so excited to have you here. But a lot of our listeners do not know your story, although some of them do. People that are in the Facebook support groups and then the communities, they are certainly familiar with your story. How about tell us what you've done? This is going to be very exciting. I can't wait to hear you describe it.
1: So this conversation with my friend happened around the beginning of November 2016. And I had, the beginning of the school year is always a time when I sort of lose weight fairly naturally and easily just because I'm so incredibly busy with the beginning of a school year. And so I had decided that fall, because of some health issues I'd had, I had high blood pressure, which I was taking medication for. Type 2 diabetes, which I was taking medication for, really bad knees that I'd had, you know, shots and things to try and relieve some of the pain. And during that fall leading up to November, I'd even had some three episodes of chest pains, and which later doctors confirmed was just sort of an angina sort of issue, and nothing to be hugely concerned about. However, during that time period, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I always drop 10, 15 pounds without even really thinking about it between the beginning of school year and Halloween. And then between Halloween and like Easter, I gain that and usually some more back. So let's see if I can really focus in on this and do some work to try and make something out of it. It's the right time of the year for me. And so I did, and as you know, I'm kind of an exercise fiend as well.
0: <laughs> were you were you exercising at that that time too? I know you are now, but at that time were you exercising a lot? You know, I kind of describe
1: that time in November where I made a decision that I was going to be doing some things consistently. And for me, consistently meant every single day. Because I know that three days a week or four days a week sets me up for oh, well, it's only Monday, I have, you know, I'll only have to get in three or four days. So I can wait until Thursday, <laughs> and then I could do Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll have my four days. And that's kind of not what consistency means. And so I would ordered an indoor trainer for my because winter is approaching, and we have snow here for my elliptico, which is an elliptical bicycle that you ride outside, but in the winter, I need to be able to ride it inside. And so I had decided if I was going to spend a whole bunch of money on this thing that I was going to do it every single day. And to make you know, the purchase sort of seem worthwhile because it wasn't super cheap. And it was right in that time period when my friend talked to me about intermittent fasting. And so consistency kind of became in that time period leading up to that. No, the answer is to your question. No, I wasn't being really super consistent at all. I was consumed with the beginning of the school year and not, not doing that exercise. But as of October 31st, 2016, I started doing my daily elliptical. And I mean, daily, I did it. I started a, a streak of I'm going to do it every day. And it lasted up until I had sort of a family. My mom had some medical issues that I had to fly for and ellipticals don't go on planes very well. So anyway, I did that for 502 days straight.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
1: And I also have been since the beginning of November 2016, have been intermittent fasting without I, I have not missed a day. There have been a couple of days where my fast may have only been eh, 14 hours and I had a pretty long window. I could count those days on both hands in two, almost two years. So consistency has been the, the game. But really, it's become both the exercise and intermittent fasting have become just what I do. It's non-negotiable things that have to happen in my life every day. And th- there's absolutely no consideration of doing anything different. So from Halloween 2016 and then through the next year and then up until now, I have lost 100 pounds.
0: Yay! See, I was waiting for that. So I'm applauding. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I knew that already. And uh, some of our listeners already knew that too. But wow. I mean, that is just amazing. So the day that you got on the scale and you saw that you had reached that 100 pound goal, how did that feel?
1: You know, there was, I I know that you know, but I lost probably 88 of those pounds in the first year and it took me another almost year to lose the other 12. And so I knew it was coming. And you know, you go through all these milestones. You go through the "Oh, I'm in Wonderland." You go through the "Oh my gosh, I weigh less than I weighed in high school." You go through all those (laughs) things, you know. And and so it was, it was. I cried more about being in Wonderland than I did right. about weighing 100 pounds less than I used to, but I did cry about it. <laughs> I'll oh, tell yeah.
0: you that. So. Uh, and I bet most people probably know what Wonderland is, but for the listeners who don't, that's when you get out of the 200s and down into the 100s. We call that Wonderland, and it's it's just a big milestone for all of us who have ever been above 200 pounds, and I was above 200 pounds too, so I remember that day as well. And Also, I bet Lynn like me, when you got to the the day that you were no longer obese?
1: Oh, do you remember like, that day? Yes, absolutely, I do. I recorded, I was pretty certain it was going to happen and I actually did a video of me getting on the scale and I have a girlfriend's group on my on Facebook, some friends from high school. And oh my gosh, yeah, I really cried about that the day that I oh, was yeah. obese and I was just uh,
0: overweight. It was a wonderful feeling. I know, it's yes, like I'm overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. So I want to go back to one thing that that I wanted to make sure to address that you just said a few minutes ago. You lost the first 88 pounds in a year. And then it took you another – how many months was it to lose the next 12? Well, up until August, so 10, 8, 9. Okay. 9 or 10. And the thing that I want people to understand is – I would bet your body was changing tremendously during that time. So, how did your body change, even though you, you know, quote only lost twelve pounds in that period of time? I bet the the changes were very dramatic.
1: They were, you know, um, definitely clothing sizes changed during that time. I mean, I don't remember specifically, but definitely, for example, one I, one I do remember is I went from <laughs> medium bike shorts because I wear bike shorts every day or or, you know, running leggings or whatever. And I went from a, wearing a medium, which seems impossible to me to even be saying I was wearing a medium and right. And I went into smalls, which you told me was going to happen. And I did. I said it. <laughs> I, I did not believe you. And uh, because, you know, I'm tall, I'm five eight. So right. You know, to, for me to think about going into anything that says, has an S on it is, is very surprising. And so that would be one example of, you know, clothing sizes obviously changed. Definitely, I could start to see some of the definition in musculature, in my arms and in my abs and places like that.
0: Yeah, so that we see, we call this body recomposition. And it happens with intermittent fasting so very well, because we have increased human growth hormone during the during the fast. And so our body is great at building muscle. So you've really seen that In yourself. Definitely. So what was your largest clothing size ever? Would you be willing to share that? Or is that too private, too personal?
1: No, sure. I'll share. I wore a 22 in jeans. I've always worn a little bit larger dress size. So I have, I was a 24 women's in dresses. When I would go and pick out shirts and things, I would always go for the 3X, 22, 24, always. So, um, and now you're in a small, (laughs) sometimes a lot of times it's medium, but most, most of them are mediums. Increasingly, as I go to buy things, the medium will be a little bit too big and I'll have to get a small, which is very, again, very surprising to me.
0: I know it feels great though. It sure does. It really does. Oh, I need a smaller size. (laughs) (laughs) I I was at a,
1: a boutique in Chicago, not too long ago over the summer and there was a pineapple dress that I really, really wanted. I'd seen it in the window the day before. And I came back the next day to try on the pineapple dress. So I told the lady I'd like to try that on and, and I'd like a medium. And so I put it on and it fit and it was amazing. And, and I bought it. And, and then she said, oh, we've got these other things on clearance. Oh, but it's a large. That'll be too big for you. And I said, from within the dressing room, I said, say that again. And she's like, what? And I said, that part about how a large is too big for me.
0: And so she did. She was a good sport. She said it again for me. Oh, I love that story. That is a great story. Yay. Dressing room triumphs instead of dressing room sadness, Um, right? For sure. So tell us what a a typical day is like for you. Like what is your intermittent fasting style? What is your pattern? How does it look? How is it structured? Because people always like to hear how other people make it fit into their lives?
1: So, you know, we use the apps on our phone. And so I always have mine set to sort of let me know that I've finished my fast for the day. And I have that set to go at 21 hours. What is your favorite app that you'd like to use? I use two of them. <laughs> I use both zero and window. Okay, so zero will give me a, a little notification and a ding that says you've completed your fast. And I always set it for 21 hours. But I'm not really locked into that it has to be exactly 21 hours and sometimes I'm really busy and my day isn't finished yet and so I may well go 22 23 or even 24 hours and sometimes maybe we had a late dinner or a glass of wine that lasted too long the night before (laughs) so I don't quite make 21 hours and if it's 19 or 20 that's absolutely fine I do try to not have two days in a row where I go under a 21 hour fast though. So if I went a little short the day before on my fast, then the next day I want to try and make sure that I hit the 21 and make sure that I'm not sort of, I don't know, I don't want to use the word cheating, but
0: slipping, I guess. And I I get it. I get it. Because those of us who have done different things, we know that there is a slippery slope that you start going down when you start Making too many exceptions, right? Is that kind of how it feels?
1: Yes, and you know, I spoke about consistency, and so right. I don't, I don't think it has to be consistent in terms of okay, it's exactly twenty-one hours. I would say it's pretty typical for me to have now to have a two-hour window. So twenty-two-two. When I look at my history on window for the, the fasting part, it's pretty consistently between one and three hours. Okay, yeah.
0: You know, I found that for a while, too. I I seemed like two and a half seemed to be a really good sweet spot for me for a while.
1: Um, I'm sort of new at maintenance, so I'm trying to figure that out. But I I decided I'm not going to do a whole bunch of things different right now. I'm just going to continue, and I think I'll find a place where that sweet spot is. I don't know where it is yet, but I'll figure it out.
0: I I think that's probably smart because, you know, so many diets, I know for me, and I would do a diet and you would think, you know, once I get to goal, then everything will be different and I can go back to how it used to be, right? That, that temporary mindset, the finish line, this is the end, but intermittent fasting isn't like that.
1: That is true. And I have been reminding myself as I've approached, you know, my goal weight that this is something I've been doing for almost two years. And, you know, I am almost never hungry anymore. Yeah. And so why would I want to destroy that by doing anything different? And, and so I don't want to do anything different. I want to continue to do this. We all talk about it. You know, I have for life. But that really is how to do it. Why would you, any diet, they always tell you, why would you go back to eating whatever you ate before or how you ate before or when you ate before if that got you to weigh 250
0: pounds? Exactly. It didn't work for you then, and it's not going to work for you now. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had a day like that yesterday, Lynn. I was at um, Parents Weekend at my son's college, and he's a senior this year. And so he's like, I want you to go to the fraternity house. And (laughs) and so there was going to be some festivities. So I decided to eat breakfast at about 10 o'clock, and I did. And then I was so tired and sluggish. And then at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, I have got to eat right now. I am starving. And I never feel like that. (laughs) I I hate that feeling.
1: Um, uh, This week I've been, had a bit of a cough. And so I've had to resort to uh, cough drops, which as you know, is not a clean fast. And so, and I have been experiencing occasional moments of, gee, I'm kind of hungry. And I've been waiting it out, but that, like I said, that I'm almost never hungry. So it's kind of an unusual feeling for me.
0: And it's striking when you feel the difference because, I mean, that's how it used to be every single day of my life. I was always like starving. And I've got to eat now. But instead on the days, you know, that I'm fasting, which is, you know, 99.9% of the days, I feel great until I choose to open my window, but it's never an emergency. But yesterday I felt like hunger was an emergency <laughs> because I had already been in the fed state and I'd gotten to the bottom of that and oh, ready for something else. You were ready to gnaw your, your fist off. I was. And I was like, we got to go eat. And so we did. We ate an early dinner too. So I, I only had two meals, but it was still, you know, I was tired. I slept really well last night after all that food. Right. So, so I,
1: I do have an, an evening window almost exclusively, unless there's something special going on. You'd ask about what the day sort of looks like. So almost always an evening window.
0: Yeah, that makes sense for me too. I know that an evening window is not universally best for everybody. Some people do great with an early window and they actually feel better that way, but for me, I agree with you. You know, you do your work during the day at school, and how do you feel during the day? Describe that to to listeners while you're working.
1: You know, everybody says it, but it's I guess everybody says it because it's true. Boundless energy. I I get up at 3:45 every work day. And I do a about a 45 minute workout on my indoor trainer. And it's in the interest of, again, consistency, so that no matter what else happens during the day, I already got a workout in if I and I like to do a second one, but I don't always get that because, you know, the day happens. And so and but work is so I start my day being being energized. And then, uh, you know, I I have plenty of energy, my friend and I that work together that told me about intermittent fasting we walk up and down the driveway during recess we sort of have a little friendly competition with step getting and so we're always moving we both have stand up desks so sitting is fairly unusual for either of us at work and which you know i'm i'm finding how much i enjoy that because i don't want to i realize i don't want to be separated from my students sitting at my desk i want to be near them and participating with them and interacting with them and so that's just like how the whole day goes and we have a my school has a four-day week schedule so we have 10-hour days the kids don't but staff does i think the kids day is eight and a half hours and then we have 10-hour Staff days, and it's worth it on Fridays. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet so. Um, and the first week or two was was a little bit of a change for us, but thank goodness for IF because uh, I do have that boundless energy. And then 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 I go home and I do another usually do another bike ride and then I eat.
0: And see, that's the part people can't imagine that that have not done intermittent fasting. They feel like they're going to be you know foggy and no energy and can't think straight and hungry and, and it just doesn't happen.
1: I would I, say that maybe the first week or two I had hungry times, but I don't ever remember feeling foggy at all.
0: Well, that's good. So you started clean fasting from the beginning. I was, Uh-oh. Honestly.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Look, that's fine. Um, I spent <laughs> about, as with many things, Jen, that you've told me personally and to us as the group, I didn't believe you about don't get too many size large clothes because you're, you'll be moving into mediums and smalls Uh, It's kind of the same with the clean fast. You know, I, I just wouldn't give in and, and not put that stupid powdered creamer in my coffee. And I was just very convinced that it wasn't going to matter that much. And, and then, you know, you hit a plateau and you go, okay, all right, I'll give in. And really it took a week to get used
0: to black coffee. It's not that big of a deal, right? I think a lot of people have that process and it's just being honest and telling the truth. But when you when you switched over to the clean fasting, how was how did that feel different?
1: I would say that's the time when really I stopped feeling like I didn't feel hungry all that often, but there was a distinct difference between the period of time when I was not clean fasting and when I said, "Okay, I give in in terms of hunger. That's the main difference. Was I'm just not and and, and not that often, but uh, often enough that I don't want to experience that because it's not a pleasant feeling.
0: I had that same epiphany when I learned about um, what sweeteners would do for us. Because I was, I talk about this in delay, don't deny. I lost you know seventy five pounds using stevia every single day, but I was white knuckling it <laughs> every day till the end of the fast and. When I made the switch to clean fasting, it made so much difference. It really does. And I was able to lose the rest of the weight I wanted to lose instead of struggling with, you know, a little bit of rebound gain. So yeah, it was striking. You know best. Well, <laughs> experience and lots and lots of people who have shared their stories. And the more you hear it, the more you realize it really, it really does make a difference. You know, I didn't want to believe it was true. I thought I had to have that Stevia, but wow, or did it didn't matter. Or whatever. And everyone always says, Oh, I would have said the same thing. You know, if you'd asked me, does it affect you? I'd have said, Oh, no, it's, I do great. I can include, you don't realize till you stop. You know, I like to challenge people do the clean fast for two months, you know, and see. You're not going to go back to the other way after you've done a two months clean. I agree with you. So, anybody who thinks that, you know, this little whatever you're having isn't making a difference, here's the challenge go for two months and then. What do you think is the best part about intermittent fasting? What would you say? Just the best thing?
1: Freedom. It's just, I I feel like that my whole existence with food is completely different than it was two years ago. I'm not tied to some kind of schedule, which I was never one of those people that thought I had to eat six times a day anyway. But... I was thinking about it or I was, right. oh, that looks good and whatever. And now it's it's once a day that I need to plan something to eat or and my, I've got a great husband and he often does the planning and probably cooks more than I do. But freedom from thinking about food, freedom from thinking about I need to not eat right now I need to not eat that I need to not eat this I should be eating those other things the guilt that comes with all of those things when you you know mess up or whatever and whatever you want to call it and so it's just a completely different way of thinking about food I have called myself a food addict for quite a while now and I don't it has released me from what I feel like was, wow. was just a prison that I couldn't escape.
0: Yes. Yeah. See, I just got chills because I totally get it. You know, and I had a little glimpse of it yesterday. Like I said, the whole, like, I've got to eat something now. I've got to eat something now. And what can I eat? And nobody else was eating. So I was going to be the only one, you know, it was, I, it, it felt like crazy mental, you know, energy I was having to spend on thinking about food on a normal day. It's the freedom. And
1: and then, you know, in terms of, of weight loss, it's wonderful to feel Normal. I feel I don't feel like I've ever felt normal, like in in terms of my body. So right. when I would meet new people, or when I walked into a room full of strangers, or or just into any public space, I always was acutely aware of my body in that space. That it was too big, and it wasn't pleasing, and it wasn't whatever. And and it's kind of. I know it was just what I thought because I don't, I don't think that about other people (laughs) when they walk into a room, I'm not looking at their body and assessing whether it's acceptable in some way. And so I don't think that about other people, but it was how I felt about myself. And so to feel normal and to feel like I exist in a good place is that's freedom too.
0: Yeah, I don't think people who have not been overweight or obese as, as we we both were. I don't think people who have never struggled with that really can understand how it doesn't leave your mind. Because I remember the same thing. And especially, like, see, I'd, I'd had these crazy years where I did all these diet pills and that, you know, I got them from the doctor. So that was okay, right? right? But I was able to maintain a low weight as long as I, you know, kept taking those diet pills. And then I finally quit taking them. And that was when I got up to 210 pounds. But I remember seeing people that, you know, I had seen before I gained the weight or when I was thinner and I was like, what are they thinking about me? What are they? I'm sure they were not thinking about me or maybe they were, but that's if they, I bet they weren't, (laughs) but it was like always on my mind.
1: Yes. Unless I was asleep, those thoughts were pervasive in my existence for sure. And that is so sad. It is. It's horrible. I, I hate that, that we do that to ourselves.
0: But, but I get it. And I bet a lot of listeners are going to be like, oh, yeah, I get it. Because that probably, yeah, we've been there. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Is there anything that you struggle with, with intermittent fasting?
1: Hmm. That's an interesting question. I have to say no. There there really isn't anything I struggle with. I love that.
0: That's great. I love to hear it. Because you just you committed, and you had your friend right there with you. How important do you think it was to have the support of your friend? You know –
1: as I posted my, hey, I finally, I finally achieved this final goal weight. And she, of course, you know, reacted right away and told me congratulations. And I said, you know, it was really important to me that you walked literally, because we do the, the step challenge thing, right? And so she literally walked every step of the way with me. And it was powerful, very, very, very helpful to me. And, you know, I always thought of her as kind of a thin person before, And then she got, she, but she was wanting to change what she was doing too. And the really cool thing is after she lost all her weight, she had all these clothes that I thought were impossibly tiny, you know, before she lost weight and she gave them all to me and they fit.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. Okay. That's the best. (laughs) (laughs) So you're wearing her clothes, but she's tiny because she's 5'1". Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, That's great. I love it. So, you know, like her pants are capris on you. Is
1: that no, it is it the truth. Yeah. Um, some of awesome. them were capris already. And then the ones that were supposed to be long, yeah, I just roll them up.
0: There you go. That works because that's in style. We, we Capris are good all all the time. <laughs> Tell us about some of the, the other positive health changes. You talked about some of the things you were struggling with in, in regards to health. But how has your health improved beyond just the weight loss? So...
1: I had mentioned that I was taking medication for high blood pressure and somewhere in the journey, I don't remember exactly when, in in the two years, I started feeling very lightheaded all the time and like I'd have to sit down and put my head between my knees. And so I went to the doctor and he said, it's your blood pressure medication. And so initially he said, let's take half a pill. And then those symptoms sort of got better. I even sort of felt kind of dizzy and stuff. And so he halved the dosage, and then it was very shortly after that that he said, you know, you really don't need to take that anymore. And so I don't take any medication for blood pressure at all.
0: I think that's a great tip just because I've heard that before from other people. And a lot of people start with high blood pressure, and then they do have that period, like you said, and the dizziness, and they feel just off. So anybody who's listening, if you're losing weight and you're doing intermittent fasting and you start to feel like Lynn just described, talk to your doctor because you may just need a change in your dosage. All right, so what else besides the blood pressure?
1: So anyone who has type 2 diabetes will understand that A1C is sort of the the measure that doctors use to assess a previous period of time, usually three to six months, in terms of what your historical blood sugar has looked like. And so, and I'm not really sure where the limits are, but I know mine was 7.5 before I started intermittent fasting and, and losing weight. And the last one that I had was 5.1, which is well into the non-diabetic range. And my doctor carefully explained to me, you know, that, you know, you're you're doing well, if you revert and you go and do the things you were doing before and eat the way you were eating before and gain a whole bunch of weight back, it will return. So don't do that. And so I'm, I'm pretty committed to that. I am still taking one diabetes medication, but I'll see my doctor in November and see what he thinks. I'm kind of scared to not take it.
0: <laughs> but Right. Well, I get it. I get it. So has he been supportive of intermittent fasting?
1: He had never heard of it. And I went in and I'd lost at that time. So last November, I'd probably lost, well, th- probably 88 pounds. And he he said, "What are you doing?" And so I explained to him, and I told him about your book. And he was going to go right out and buy it because he's kind of a chunky doctor, and <laughs> and he had never heard of it. And he was very intrigued by the whole idea.
0: So, does he recommend it to other people now? Is he intermittent fasting? Is he on on board with intermittent fasting? I don't know. I haven't seen him since. So oh oh, so you haven't? Oh, yeah, it's yeah.
1: been a whole well it'll be a year in November when I go back to you know, see if I still need my medications
0: because, you know, the, the refills on the prescriptions. Right. right. Oh gosh. Well, I can't wait to hear. You'll have to let me know. Wouldn't it be great if he had like tried it himself and now he's no longer overweight. (laughs) I would love that.
1: Yeah. We'll wait and see what he has to say about it, but he certainly didn't seem, you know, worried uh, about it concerned that it was a horrible thing to do. And then I had, you know, other testing things like triglycerides and cholesterol and things like that, that were in the normal range, which I've never had in my life.
0: You know, we love to hear about the weight loss. We're super excited that you lost hundred pounds. I know you are, your doctor will be thrilled, but the health benefits are just, you know, really even more important than, of course they go hand in hand, but it's just so thrilling to hear of things going back to normal that have never been normal. Right.
1: The whole the whole idea is for good health. Getting rid of weight is a good thing because in general that sort of goes hand in hand with health. Right. But at the same time those other things are equally or perhaps even more important.
0: Yeah. How do you eat? Do you have any special eating styles or do you just eat what you want? Have the foods you eat changed over time? What would you say about that? So Jen,
1: I took you literally at your word when you said eat what you want and I Mm -hmm. still eat what I want to this day. And most days I have dessert and it's real, real dessert. It's not some low fat, low carb, low whatever imitation of it. It's the real dessert thing. And in fact, I don't even, if it says low whatever on it, I probably won't buy it because it's probably not not going to taste very good. And I want it (laughs) to taste good if I'm going to eat it. I will say that at the end, again, it's one of those things where Jin said, you may want to consider delaying your desserts for a little while in terms of don't think of it as giving it up. But just can you delay it for a few weeks or a month. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that because she said <laughs> I could eat what I wanted. And so after, you know, months and months of trying to get those last 12 pounds off and it was, you know, it didn't really happen a pound a month or a pound and a half a month. It sort of happened like I'd go down three or four pounds and then three or four would come back. And then I'd go down three or four and two would come back. And this right. is that, 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 fluctuating annoying thing but finally I decided okay I will give up the dessert and and not give up I will delay the dessert for a period of time and you know it, it took a couple weeks and that's about all it took and wow. so now I, I I wouldn't say that I have dessert every single day but I would say five out of seven days I do And and I think a lot of it is just because I'm trying to be careful as I enter maintenance to
0: not, you know, hit the slippery slope again. Right, exactly. So did your taste in food change at all over the time period? Like, do do you find yourself gravitating towards different foods than you used to?
1: I have never been a vegetable person. And so the fact that I would even try things that are green has been a change for me. I do find myself in the store going hey, we should buy some broccoli and some asparagus. And my husband's like, what planet did you arrive from? Because this is not you. (laughs) And so, and so those things have sort of found their way into my life. And I would say maybe some other things have been, I really don't like salad dressing of any kind. And I've been able to tolerate some of those things. I'm a pretty picky eater. So
0: I would say some of my tastes have changed. We hear that a lot. And, you know, mine certainly have. So I totally get that. Now, this is what I would like for you to to tell us. What would you tell somebody just starting out? Like, what words of wisdom from Lynn do you think that that they need to know? Or what do you wish you knew when you started? Either of those.
1: If Jen tells you, it's probably true. (laughs) And just give (laughs) in and just do it.
0: and. Oh, I Like that's funny. Would Would you, would you tell that to my husband? Could, could you? Sure. Yeah. Get, get him on and and we'll tell him. Okay. Yeah. That's like the
1: biggest thing. And then, but seriously, the whole idea of delay, don't deny rings true in not just food. So it's this magic thing of not saying to myself, you can't have that, but you can have that. You can have that at three o'clock this afternoon. So just put it aside and, and you can wait. It's only a couple hours. I mean, we wait two hours for lots of things, right? And so that whole idea has just been absolutely magical for me that I'm never denying myself anything. I'm just waiting for a little while and I think maybe it's helped me practice a little bit of patience, which I am not super good at in other ways as
0: well. Like just wait a little bit. (laughs) So So you're applying the the mantra to the rest of your life as well. It's true. And I tell my husband, let's just be
1: patient and let's just delay this thing that we want until later. So it's been very helpful to me.
0: Well, I love that. Well, Lynn, this has been fabulous. I have enjoyed every moment of it. And, I so appreciate you coming on to this new podcast. And I I just can't wait for listeners to hear it. They're going to be so amazed by your story and just inspired by you.
1: I'm so excited that you asked me to come on. I'm really honored.
0: Well, thank you so much. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G I N